his goodness to you. Whenever you're tempted to fret or complain, just think of his goodness. Would you just take a moment and think of the goodness of the Lord? Hallelujah. Has it done anything for you lately? Have you praised him? Have you thanked him? Enter into the spirit of the Lord and give God glory and praise. Come on, praise him. Talk to him for a moment. Tell him you're grateful. Thanksgiving Day might be gone, but Thanksgiving Day is still on with me. I'll thank him every day. Thank him for making a way. Thank him for opening doors. Thank him for his goodness. Come on, clap your hands and thank him. Give him glory. Give him praise. Give the Lord honor. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. I'm sorry I took so long to sing those songs, but I just felt them way down deep. Tell two people the Lord has been good to me. to deserve everything the Lord does for you. Tell your neighbor, I, I don't deserve it, but he made a way. He made a way out of no way. Open doors I could not see. Perform miracles I didn't expect. Has anybody gotten a miracle you didn't expect? Hallelujah. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. I know I need to get into the message, but when I think of the goodness of you, all he has done for me. My soul cries out. Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody it just might be time for your miracle.
so many of us. So many ministries proceed out of our church. And you'll bless them by giving, donating your text to West A. Gibbs, all caps, 41444. That's West A. Gibbs, all caps, 41444. And let me comment on, number one, the Christmas card. They didn't tell us how many we were getting for that. $20, but it's more than two. I don't know how many it is. <laughs> how many cards are in the box? Anybody know? Twelve, twelve cards, and these are specially handcrafted cards that are through a special printing process duplicated. They're beautiful. An opportunity to bless your church and this deacon board, the finest deacon board on the earth. All of our deacons stand. <laughs> Praise God for the deacons. <laughs> Very sorry to announce the passing of Brother Clyde Schofield, who was a faithful member of West Angeles for so many years before moving back east. And Sister Ruth, we lost her several years ago, and now Brother Clyde. And so we just pray for their son, Brother Derek, and all who loved them and who were involved in their lives on the East Coast. I'm glad to have you here today, and I want you to turn with me to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 23. The Gospel of John, chapter 4. Verse 23. Praise God for Lady Mabley. We love her so much. Praise God for her ministry to us. Hardest working woman in the church. John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour comes, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Speak to our hearts this day, dear Lord. Bless us with your word. Thank you for these, your people, everybody involved in this ministry. Let your spirit energize all of us. Give us your wisdom and your anointing. 
and we'll keep on serving you with all our hearts. Many people will gather here this morning to worship the Lord. We'll spend an aggregate total of hundreds of hours together. That's two hours for each one of us. One man would have to work for weeks and possibly even years to spend as much time as all of us together will spend today worshiping the Lord. But since we spend so much time here, should we not really think about and understand why we are here? How do you know that worship has taken place? What is worship? How can you tell that worship has happened or is happening? It's important that we understand worship because we spend so much time attempting to do it. Tell your neighbor it's important that we understand worship because we spend so much time attempting to do it. But then on the other hand, it's important that we understand worship because we spend so little time doing it. It's almost like a paradox. We spend so much time and then we spend so little time the hours that we'll spend together here today are nothing compared to the hundreds of hours that people will spend just a few weeks looking at the Rose Bowl game. Millions of hours that people will spend looking at it on television. People on the average spend a whole lot more time looking at TV than they do worshiping the Lord. 148 hours in the week. Out of that 148 hours, this two-hour period is all that many will spend worshiping the Lord and in the house of the Lord all this week. And since God is so important to us, and since we spend so little time worshiping the Lord, we want to get maximum benefit from our worship and from our praise. And as we better understand the meaning and benefit of worship, we can do it more frequently and more effectively. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What is worship? Worship is the performance of acts or attitudes of homage or adoration to God. Worship is to show adoration unto your Lord. It is the paying of divine honors unto the Lord. Worship is the believer romancing his God. Worship is the setting in which the believer and God interact with one another. It's a time when one gives his attention to God. Worshiping is to offer to God our very best. 
our very best praise, our very best gifts, our very best singing, our very best prayers, our very best preaching. Worship is the attempt to gain and maintain the favor and blessing of Almighty God. Are y'all with me today? Worship as we know it today is very different from what it was centuries ago under the Old Testament dispensation. People with their sinfulness, their shortcomings, could only come before God with sacrifices of blood, burnt offerings, bulls, heifers, goats, and lambs. They could not come without bringing a sacrifice to appease the wrath and the justice of God. They could not come if they were crippled or if they were diseased or if they had a blemish on their bodies. The opportunity of worship was not available to people who were not physically perfect. Also, before they came, they had to see to it that they were ritually clean. They touched a dead person or a dead animal or any of a whole list of things that were considered to be unclean by the law. They had to wash themselves and sometimes wait designated periods of time before they would attempt to come before the Lord in the house of worship. Everybody couldn't come. Worship was a right, therefore, that the ancient Hebrews participated in with great fear and trembling. The special place that symbolized God's presence was a place in the tabernacle called the Holy of Holies. And it was set off from the rest of the temple by a veil. And this area was entered by the high priest only once a year. Then only after elaborate preparation had been made and precautions taken, the high priest had to wash himself, offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people and his own sins. Bells would be tied around his waist and a rope would be tied around his waist and bells would be sewn into his garments. And the reason for all these precautions was the fear that God might strike him dead while he was in the Holy of Holies. And if the bells stopped ringing, they would use the rope to draw him out rather than going in and endangering their own lives. They looked upon God as a holy God who would not tolerate sin. They were conscious of the wrath of God against sin and how unworthy they were. Their sacrifices that they offered were attempts to appease the wrath of God. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, by the sacrifice of himself put an end to the sacrifices of bulls and heifers and lambs and goats. Jesus was worthy as the Son of God to die and be sacrificed for the sins of the world. He was important enough to stand in the place of all men. Not only was he worthy, but he was innocent. He had done no sin, being conceived of by the Holy Ghost. He could die for our sins rather than any sins he might have committed because he had done no sin. The Bible says he did no sin, neither was any guile found 
in his mouth. But not only was he innocent and not only was he worthy, he being a man was related to us and he could really bear the burden of sin and condemnation for us. Men had sinned. Therefore, it was no lasting effect to offer animals for the sins of man. A man had to suffer. If men had sinned, a man had to suffer. And when Jesus came and died for us, his sacrifice was accepted by God. There was a veil in the temple that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple. And when Jesus hung on the cross, blackness covered the earth, thunder roared, and the veil in the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. The veil was not rent from the bottom to the top. It was not rent from the right to the left or the left to the right because that would only remove one half of the veil. But it was rent from the top to the bottom, signifying only God can do this. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Would you clap your hands and praise the Lord? The book of Hebrews says regarding Jesus, but this man, chapter 10, verse 12, but this man, when he had made one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And Hebrews 4 and 15 says, and he also said, wherefore seeing, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our own infirmities, but was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, let us come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. We can come without sacrifices. We can come without blood and without flesh. We can come without fear and without apprehension. The Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Verse 28, let us consider one another and provoke unto love and unto good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Come on, clap your hands if God included us in this wonderful and blessed privilege. These verses reveal that we must not fail to gather for worship, and we should come in the house of the Lord and in the name of the Lord. As we come nearer to the end of time, we should come together all the more diligently and all the more zealously. And while we are together, we should provoke one another to love and to good works. Don't come to church looking for something that you can get into. Don't come to church to hook up. Come to church to worship God. Exhort one another to faithfulness. When we come together, the law of God and the word of God ought to be taught and explained. Deuteronomy 31 and 11 says, 
when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. Tell your neighbor, God has chosen this place. Tell him again, God has chosen this place. And then he says, thou shalt read the law before all Israel in their hearing, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law, that their children may hear and learn to fear the Lord. I respect the Lord as long as you should live. We ought to be taught the word of the Lord when they come to the house of the Lord. And we ought to encourage our brothers and sisters to cultivate and grow in the word of the Lord. And then we should make sure our children know the word of the Lord. The devil wants to destroy our children. But if we can infuse, infuse our children with the word of God, our children will have a security and a protection from the wiles of the enemy. And listen, you may say you can worship the Lord and commune with the Lord anywhere, and you can do it at home, in your den. You can do it in your backyard. Yeah, it's true that God is everywhere, but every time you get a chance, you ought to go to the place that the Lord has appointed for the gathering of the saints and worship God in that place. Amen. Hallelujah. God said in Exodus 29, 43, in reference to the tabernacle, there, there will I meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. There's something wonderful about a place that's set aside for the worship of the Lord. It's not just the beauty of the architecture or the decor, it's the beauty of God himself coming down and reaching out to us, wrapping his arms around us, lifting us higher than we've ever been before, blessing us by the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody know anything about the anointing of the Holy Ghost? So we learn, and we are taught the word of God in worship, and we encourage one another to right living and to devotion in Jesus Christ. In the house of the Lord, we praise him, and we magnify him, and we bless his name. How many of you came here for business today? The psalmist talked about what he did in worship. For he said in Psalm 35 and 18, I will give thee thanks in the great congregation, and I will praise you among the people. And so worship is a time to think on the Lord and to meditate on God. Some people sit in church and allow, allow their minds to wander here and there. But the psalm have said in Psalm 48 and 9, we have thought of thy loving kindness, O Lord, in the midst of the temple. And so when you go to the house of the Lord, focus your mind, focus your thoughts on the Lord. Refuse to accept any thing that might distract you away from the Lord and say to your mind, I'm here to worship my God. I'm here to praise him. I'm here to give him my full attention. Come on, tell two people I came to worship the Lord. Worship is a time when prayers are answered and Jesus Christ is present 
in a special way. Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 19, if any two of you or three of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them, of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Lord says, don't you come into unity with your brother and your sister regarding what you want from me. If you are unified in your request, if you have a desire that you want to present to me, you agree with your brother and your sister, and it shall be done. Anybody know God is a miracle worker? I said God is a miracle worker. So we come together and we pray for one another. I don't know how you feel about it, but I need your prayers. I need you to pray for me. I got enough folk talking about me. I got enough folk criticizing me. I need somebody to pray. Would you tell your neighbor, pray for me. And I need somebody to minister to me. Encourage the heart of your brother. Encourage the heart of your sister. There are so many people who have tongues that are like swords. And when they come into your presence, you feel like you've been lacerated up one side and down the other. Critical and negative. But if God loves you, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to try to lift you higher and higher. When I sit in my seat, I'm going to look over and say, God bless you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pray for you while we worship God today. And the songwriter said, oh, my brother, pray for me. Would you tell three people, pray for me. Minister to one another. And then pray for the success of the service. Listen, your healing may hang in the balance. Your revelation may hang in the balance. When you're in service, you ought to pray that the service will be successful. Pray that God will show up. Pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Pray that God will send power in the house of the Lord. Pray that the anointing will come. Pray in the name of Jesus, in the spirit, and by the power of God. Tell two people, pray for me. Just take a moment now, pray, Father. Hallelujah. Take them by the hand and pray that God will have his full will in their lives. Pray that God will work the miracle that they need. Pray and have faith in God. Now tell that neighbor, I believe God heard my prayer. Everything is going to be all right. Oh, bless the name of God. I'm getting ready to stop, but lay your hand on it one more time and say everything is going to be all right. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. We've got to build 
a praise house. Every time you come to church, let's get together and build a praise house. The Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Tell your neighbor, God has shown up. When you praise him, you're building a house for him. When you praise him, you're building an inhabitation for the presence of the Lord. The Lord is enthroned in the praises of his people. The Lord inhabits the praises of Israel. Come on, let's give him a habitation. Give God praise. Oh, yeah. Jesus is in the room. Jesus is here in power. In Acts 16 and 25, Paul and Silas were locked in jail, but they made that jailhouse a house of worship. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto the Lord. They were singing so loud all the other prisoners in the prison heard them singing and praying but while they were singing and praying the Lord got to enjoying their music it must have been a good old Church of God in Christ song because the Lord started patting his feet while the song was going forth and the Lord patted his feet there was an earthquake in the house, the building was shaken asunder. The doors swung open. The jailer thought everybody had escaped. But Paul said, that's just us. Praising the Lord. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't let the Lord pat his feet. Things can get shook up when God goes to work. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and 18, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So the Lord wants us not only to thank Him, not only to praise Him, but He wants us to sing praises to the Lord. You might not have the best voice in the world. People may not like your voice, but the Lord loves to hear you sing. Tell your neighbor, the Lord loves to hear you sing. Sing about his goodness. Sing about his grace. Sing about his mercy. Sing about God. Sing about the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart. I might not sin against God. When you know the word of God, you know who God is, what God is like, and what God can do. When you know the word of the Lord, he'll make you clean up and straighten out your life. When you know the word of God, you'll know every once in a while you need to repent and say, Lord, I've come into your house to worship you. If I've done anything that displeases you, I'm sorry. I want you to forgive me and give me another chance. 
Stand up in the house of God. Lift up that hand and say, Lord, if I've done anything that displeases you, I'm sorry. Forgive me and give me another chance. Lord, I live to worship you. Lord, I've come here to give you praise. I'm not going to take the glory, but I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to give you the praise. You're worthy. Tell your neighbor he's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the praise. Tell three people I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. I don't know about you, but I'm going to worship God. If you don't worship God, you've got to worship something. But I'm going to worship God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made me. He blessed me. He protected me. He provided for me. I'm going to worship. I can't be happy unless I worship the Lord. Hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Is anybody reaching by the Spirit of God? Lift up the hand and say, Lord, I need your Spirit. Lord, I need your power. Lord, I can't make it without you. Fill me with your Spirit. Fill me. I'll give you praise. I'll give you glory. Worship is personal. We kneel before the Lord personally. You can't worship him for me. I can't praise him for you. I've got to praise him for myself. But when we praise him together, the power of the Lord sweeps through the room. Sicknesses are healed. Locked doors are open. Chains drop off. Hallelujah. Simon and Peter was in jail. Chains were on his wrist. Chains were on his ankle. Soldiers were standing around. All the doors were locked. The Lord showed up and said, Simon Peter, stand up. Simon Peter could have said, no, I'm not going to try to stand up because I've got chains on my wrist, chains on my ankle. I've got soldiers standing guard. All the doors are open. If I stand up, what good will it do? But no, Simon Peter said, I'm going to obey God. He stood up, and when he stood up, his chains fell off. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you stood up, your chain fell off. Give God praise. Give God honor. Give God glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got one more thing I need to say. In Psalm 16 
And verse 11, the Bible says, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures evermore. Say it after me, in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures evermore. Worship does something for you. Worship takes you higher than you've ever been before. Worship will give you power and Holy Ghost might. Worship will take you into the very presence of Almighty God. I praise you, I bless you, I magnify you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. When I count to three, there's a miracle for you. But you've got to get in the spirit to receive it from God. When I count to three, I want this house to explode with spiritual praise. Pray till the Holy Ghost comes in. Pray till the Holy Ghost takes over. Pray until you're filled with the spirit. Pray until the power falls in this house. Bodies will be healed. Hallelujah. Minds will be set free. Chains are going to drop off when I count to three. One, two, three. Praise him. Somebody's plagued by sickness. Say it in the name of Jesus. Say it in the name of Jesus. I've got the victory. Some of you are plagued by financial and economic problems. You don't know how you're going to meet your obligation. But lift that hand and say in the name of Jesus, I claim the victory. Hallelujah. Some of you have got family problems. Your children are misbehaving. Your husband is going in his own way. Your wife won't cooperate. But you've got to lift up that hand and say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I've got the victory. Touch your name and say, victory, victory, victory. Hallelujah. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Worship him. Everybody turn right, everybody turn right, turn right, turn right, turn right, 
Turn towards your right. Take one step. Take one more step. Take one more step. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, by faith, I just walk out of my problem and into my miracle. Come on, give God praise. sins and rose again from the dead. If you're here today, every sin you've ever committed can be forgiven. If you would say, preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. Lift that hand up. Wherever you may be, hold it high. Hold it up. Let's keep. Don't Lord, I'm going to pray for you. Come on, lift that hand high. Preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this room that does not know you. I pray, dear Lord, that this will be the day of their transformation. Come into their lives, set them free, save them, draw them to thyself. In the name of Jesus, everybody say that, in the name of Jesus. I believe, dear Lord, that you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you arose from the dead. I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I am forgiven. I am saved. Come on, clap your hands and give praise. Lift that hand again if you lifted it a moment ago. If you lifted your hand a moment ago, lift it again. I see those hands. I want to shake your hand. I want to know your name. I want to get your address so I can write you an encouraging letter this week. I want to pray for you and have your name on my prayer list. So if you lifted your hand, step out, come down. Come down quickly. 